What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. She's small but mighty, and she's here in studio today. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to To The Point with Kristen Bird, presented by Popcorn Talk and Dance Network. And if you take a look over to my left, you're going to notice that this is not Dancing with the Stars pro Gleb Savchenko. Not at all. He will be back on December 5th at our show, but I want to let you guys know that we have someone even better. I love this today because we have got season 12's Alexa Meyer. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And we should say So You Think You Can Dance because obviously not So You Think, not Dancing with the Stars season 12. So great having you here. I was just, you know, we were talking about this. I have a lot of photos of you. I've seen you a lot over yes. the past couple years. You've seen me grow up. I know, you were a baby when you came over here. Still am, a little short, but... (laughs) (laughs) I know, we can't, I know, I'm a shorty too. I was like, we're both sitting on boosters. Boosters, and I was still kind of short for it, but it's okay. (laughs) All right, well, here on To The Point, we always like to just, like, get everyone's dance story, and I actually have a lot of questions for you, because I was like, I didn't know that about her, I didn't know that about her, so I'm actually kind of excited. And uh, like everyone, and we were joking before the show started, I was literally like... Everyone's from Utah or Colorado or Miami for dancing. And, of course, you are a Utah baby. Yes, I am. (laughs) Born and raised. Yes. And you were one of those. And and I've been encountering this a lot. You were one of those that started dance very young. I've been encountering a lot of people that start at 12, Mm -hmm. at 24, at 18. And I'm like... How is it that yeah. like you pick it up so late? But you were yes. in those little toddler yes. classes. Yes, I started when I was little. Um, I started when I was three years old, so I probably could barely walk, but I was in the dance class. Um, we had a dance class that was for uh, little kids that they got to dress up um, as a fairy tale princess. So we would read a fairy tale story, and then we'd dress up like that princess that we read about, and then we'd dance and wave our wands around. And I fell in love with it when I was that age, and I wanted to do it ever since. That's amazing. At what age did you really start taking it seriously? Because I know you were a competition mm-hmm. kid, so. I think um, probably when I was around 11, 12-ish is when I when I really started to feel like this was my thing. Um, I had a talent for it, and I could, I could take it further than just the competition stage. That's where I really started to decide that, you know, I wanted to do this after, you know, I was living at home. 
How, um, I know, were you at the same studio all the time? Because I know there's there's a lot of studios in Utah. There's a lot mm-hmm. of really good ones. Did you start at, like, the smaller studio and move to a competition studio? No, I, I started at the same oh. studio. Um, so they're, they, they're really my family, you know. They've known me since I was three. They've watched me through my whole journey as a dancer, and I still go back and visit them. Um, yeah, it's the dance club in Orem, Utah, and they... They, they're my family. That's amazing. Now, who else went to the dance club? Because I there's always seems to be like yes. little factions and divisions. Yes. Who else were you there with? Um, Allison Holker, of course, went to the dance club. Molly Gray went to the dance yep. club. Uh, Randy Lynn went to the dance club. Um, those are a few that you probably great know dancers. Of. Yes, <laughs> you know. And so it's fun to see what they've done and um, that they've set examples for me and how I can. You know, follow their path in in certain ways and not in others. Yeah, and, and Molly Gray. Wow, I mean, she's like every like every acting role. I always yeah. see like the Hollywood Reporter, and she's always like announced in another yep. show or series yeah. or movie. It's really incredible. Um, and a, a, we've had a lot of dancers also come across this uh, doing the Olympics. So the 2002 Olympics, obviously, were in Salt Lake, yes. and the ceremonies. I know that Kenny Ortega did it. So you participated? Did you do both opening and closing, or just one of them? So or? I did the the closing ceremonies, the closing medal ceremonies each night. Um, so I was every single night, every night. Yeah, I did <gasps> it. It was it was a blast. Um, if you can if you can find footage, it's kind of hard to find actually online, but. Um, it was the Hoberman curtain that opened every night before they, they did the award ceremonies. And the concept of it all was from a little child to a grown athlete. And I was the littlest of the childs, you know. So I was the one that started at the very bottom of the Hoberman curtain and was the one that initiated the curtain to be opened. That's so cool. And if I remember correctly, the medal ceremonies were done kind of in a, a downtown location. They weren't done at the venues. Is that correct? correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was like, I was trying to remember. Because mm-hmm. certain ones they do in the halls, but I know most of the most of the ceremonies were done. So you were you were busy during those two weeks of the yes. Olympics. Yeah, it was, it was so fun. And I, it was such a little age, so it was so much to take in, but... It was a blast. How old were you in the 2002? You must have been tiny. I mean, I don't, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember like for Christmas that year, I got like a handy dandy notebook from like Blue's Clues, and that's like what I you loved. Were tiny. So I was teeny tiny. <laughs> you were so tiny. <laughs> oh my gosh! Who do you remember who um, choreographed your segment for that? Because um, we, I know Kenny Ortega did like the the opening closing right. ceremonies, but I, I honestly I can't remember. That's I'd have amazing. to look it up. Yeah, I was so little. Yeah. So little. I know your mom would probably have to call on your yeah, mom and be I'm like, phone a friend, mom, can you tell me? <laughs> yeah. Tell us who did that. Um, the other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I'm a little jealous, you got to do the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. Yes. yes. And you played Clara. Yes. Oh, that was a dream come true. Um, I did that, I think, in 2007 or 2008. I can't remember exactly. But um, yeah, I auditioned for that while I was at. A nationals in New York City, mm-hmm. and um, I was able to play the role of Clara in Nashville, which a Tennessee Christmas is like magical in of itself. And the best part about the Nashville show is that the role of Clara gets to play other parts throughout the show. Oh, really? So I didn't just play Clara. I was, you know, the little girl in the Christmas scene, and I was in the Carol of the Bells scene, and I was in the Nativity scene. So it was just so fun for me and. At that age, I just, I fell in love with, you know, everybody wants to grow up to be a rockette. Yes. 
but at being five foot one, that was never, <laughs> never really a dream of mine. I kind of cross it off the list. <laughs> I have two more inches on you, and I still don't even cut it for Rockette. So <laughs> right. So um, that was when I fell in love with the ensemble and for just the theatrical world of all of that. It is, if anyone, if you have not seen the Radio City Christmas Spectacular, whether it's the touring company or yes. whether it's the New York company, it is probably one of the most spectacular it's, things, you, literally spectacular, amazing. you'll ever see, though. It's it, so fun. And if, if that doesn't get you into the spirit of Christmas, whether you celebrate or not, I like, I don't know. Right. Because it's really for everyone. There's there's a little bit of everything. And, right. Yeah, I, I love it. And it, it was at the Grand Old Opry. <sighs> like, it was... It, and it, the funny thing is, I remember a year before I was traveling with the dance convention, and I was with um, one of my biggest mentors, Joey Dowling, and we had like a little bit of time off, and we like went to the mall nearby, and we saw the Grand Ole Opry, and she was like, "That's where the Rockettes perform." And then a year later, I was I found myself in that place, and it, it was a great blessing, you know. How long was the run? Do you remember? Were you there for like six weeks or something? Or? It was it was about two months mm-hmm. um, from with like rehearsals and finishing. And did you have, like, were you dual cast? Like, did you play opposite, like, another girl did the role Yeah, there was, two, there was two Claras, me and this other girl. Um, yeah, so we got to do every other show. And I have to ask, because I always thought this was really cool, I was like, these girls get to do it on point. Because a lot of times, Claras are usually, um, you know, it's just a ballet slipper. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. not on point. And I, I was like, this is so cool. Did you get to do it on point? Yes, uh. I did it on point. <laughs> See, I was like, when I read that, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Yes. This is like my dream, of course, and now I need to go back a g- gazillion years. But I was like, what? It's such a cool role. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I was like, you want to do it with the ballet company, and you want to do it in the Radio City mm-hmm. show. So yeah. that's amazing. It's so fun. Yeah. Did, and did your mom live with you? Because obviously. Yes. <laughs> so my mom, she lived with me for that time, and we had younger, I have younger siblings, so like my whole family stepped up, the, up to the plate so she could come. And I, I did school remotely online yep. and was able to keep up with my current classes that I was in. And, yeah, it was, it was so fun. That's so, so fun. What a great memory. That's such a great memory. How about um, when it comes to competitions? Um, I know that you were kind of a, the competition all the way through. Were there certain competitions that you did, certain circuits your mm-hmm. uh, dance club followed? Yeah. So um, I am a born and raised NYCDA kid, New York City Dance Alliance. I... Um, did that since I was probably eight years old. Wow. Yeah, and um, I've grown up doing it. I think this coming year at Nationals will be like my 13th or 14th in a row time going to their Nationals because now I am an employed like teacher and assistant for the company. And you were just with them in Houston? Yes, and I was just <laughs> with them in Houston, and they're coming to L.A. this weekend, so I'll be with them in L.A. Oh, great. Here, and yeah, I, I grew up competing, and I that was where a lot of my training was built upon as well and aside from my studio was you know all of those other faculty members really took me in and helped me become the dancer that I am who were the people that you looked up to that you trained with over the years yeah uh, so many but particularly with that company yeah um well Joey Dowling yep um her mom owns my studio, so that's partially why there's such a strong connection there. Oh, that there. makes sense. Yes. Yeah, of course. And then um, Tony Testa. Oh, so he, good. He is so talented, and I've loved, since I've moved here to L.A., that relationship has just become stronger. Fantastic. Um, and, yeah, even, like, tap. Like, I, I never thought I was a tapper, but my senior year I was able to 
place and win with uh, NYCDA. And so I was able to tour with them more directly. Mm -hmm. And so I was assisting in the tap classes and like with Jared Grimes and Chloe Arnold and, you know. Chloe. Chloe, she's the best. She's the best. Um, And so I like, that's really when I like really learned how to tap was, I kind of was forced to because I was assisting tap classes, but it helped me. And now I can say that I'm a tapper. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. We didn't get to see any of that on (laughs) Sunday. I know, no tapping. Um, I also found out just like, you know, snooping around online, you're smarty pants, like valedictorian. (laughs) High five. I was valedictorian too. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I love school. I love to study. Are you the same? Yes, I, I I can see it in I your personality it. actually. Yeah. There's there's certain I don't know what it is, but I can tell when certain people like I like just love school, learning, like, like learning, yeah. like to study, like to do research mm-hmm. and uh, I'm the nerd that likes the word games and all of that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. me too. That's funny. And and this is what I I think is interesting and and there's always this dilemma when you are a dancer and you probably know what questions coming next. Do I go to college or do right. I go straight to New York or LA mm-hmm. or take a job and dance and things like that? Um you went to Pace University, and mm-hmm. I went to NYU for a cool. arts for dance. Um, and it, it is, it's really a struggle yeah. to decide. And it, I think it's even harder when you like school and you're good at school. Like, if I was bad at school, it would have been a really easy choice, right. I think, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? Did you and your family, like, kind of have, like, you have to go to school, or was there a choice presented? Um, it was all me, me choosing. My family was really awesome in that they, they said that they would support me in whatever I chose to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, it's kind of funny as I look on my dance career and everything that I've done, it's all been uh, unplanned, which of course it's, it always ends up to be. But for the longest time I thought I was always going to live in New York, but here I, here I am now living in L.A. Right. But at the time my, my goal and my dream was to live in New York and um, – but I loved the commercial world as well. And Pace University offers a commercial dance program. And so that was my way to be in New York and be part of the commercial world and like study and um, learn all of those things. And so that that was what I chose to do. And it, it was a dream. I, I went to school for two years. And that's when um, So You Think You Can Dance came to New York and had their auditions, and then from there, all of So You Think stuff happened. Everything changed. I have to say that having a commercial dance major at a university is very unusual. Yeah. Um, and I was actually surprised. I didn't know it exists. Is it a newer major, do you know, or have they had it for a long time? It's probably now in its seventh or eighth year, okay, but so it's still fairly new, yeah. Still fairly new. I, I, but I love that they offer that, honestly. Yeah. And I think that the only school that's probably comparable now, and they just started up a couple of years ago, is USC's new yeah, Kaufman School. exactly. And let me tell you guys, if you are looking at dance colleges, look at USC, their facility yeah, and the beautiful. opportunities. They they had freshmen like going to Japan. Another group went to India. They yeah. performed at halftime with yeah. like. It's so cool. It's so cool. And they gave me a tour last fall when they opened up the new facility. And I was like, I know I went to Tisch and I know that that's like a very good school at right. NYU. And I was like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. It's unbelievable. It's very expensive. So scholarship, scholarship. That's why you study. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's that's so interesting, though, um, that you did go to Pace. What did you experience in New York? Because I think what people don't understand is like when you go to a New York City school, mm-hmm. the city is your campus. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? It was awesome. Like the the energy in New York is is very different in LA and I've learned to love both but they are so so different um but 
especially with the NYCDA dance competition that I've been a part of, all of those connections, they're based out of New York City. Mm-hmm. So I was able to branch like and connect my college connections and my, my competition connections. And, you know, you have Broadway Dance Center to take classes from yeah. and um, places in New Jersey to, like, go and perform at or to teach. And mm-hmm. there's just a lot of opportunities in a different way, but similarly to here in Los Angeles. So when you decided to audition for So You Think, and obviously, actually, let's talk about your audition before I like even <laughs> jump ahead. Because uh, I was like, let's talk about that. Because I watched that again, and I was like, huh, it's not really how I remembered it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you had a great audition, but I felt like Paula was a li- Paula Abdul was a little weirdly lukewarm. Yeah, she was a little hard on me. <laughs> she was, and I understand. She's a petite dancer right. herself. Um, but I was a little worried that she was going to let you through, even though... Hello in 2017, I know she let you through. So, yeah. um, in that moment, how were you feeling? Were you a little worried when Paula started going, well? I mean, yeah, anytime you hear, like, um, hesitation, it it's, makes you nervous. But I think from that feedback, and after I made it through to Vegas week, knowing that I was going to Vegas week, it made me prepare even more and, like, get ready for, for more because – Rather than having the confidence confidence of they loved me in my audition, I'm going to do great. It was like, okay, I'm kind of like on the line here. I need I need to really step it up for Vegas. And Nigel and Jason Derulo were like, yes, they yeah. were. And yes, Paula was getting booed in the background. So you guys need to go back and watch it, <laughs> it on was, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and it's not on. It's on like you have to hunt for it just a little bit. It's mm-hmm. not like I think a German girl has it. Yeah, on her yeah, channel or something. <laughs> um, and so it was really interesting, and the audience loved it too. So it, it was one of those. And Jason was like, no, 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 you're through. <laughs> and Nigel's like, I don't want to hear Paula's answer. You're through. Um. When you went to Vegas, and, and people say that this was the most stressful week of their life, mm-hmm. <laughs> was it for you? <laughs> um, I had heard how hard Vegas week was, yes. so I kind of knew going into that this was going to be really hard. And I had I had an audition for So You Think before, so I I didn't I didn't really know what I was getting into and how hard it was. And yeah, like everybody says, it's so hard. But I tried to take it a day at a time and just present my best and know that however far I get it's better than where I was before because I hadn't even been there yet did you did you at certain point go I think I have this like by day three or something where you're like I'm at least gonna make it to green mile or anything did you have that moment at all I would say no I, I would say each time it was just like I'm gonna do my best and I you know, I really had to talk myself up and, you know, it's all about the psychology of it. And that's kind of what Vegas week is. Who's strong mentally, you know, not just as a dancer, but who's strong mentally and how they can get through it. And this was the experimental season of stage versus street. It was. And, you know, here, here's the funny thing. It's like when you're auditioning in Vegas, you kind of have to start thinking like there's only 10 spots yeah. for us where I think when you have a top 20, you know, there'll be like three maybe street dancers and the rest are probably like yeah. contemporary jazz or yeah. something else like that ballroom we'll throw in there. Right. So it made the selection a lot smaller for it, sure. It did. And so in many ways, I always think like anyone that made that season should feel really proud because it wasn't easy. Yeah, it was hard. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really hard. It was fun to see um, how 
because it was separated, there was more um, cheering on. Like, because we were never in the same room at the same time, the street people and the stage people. Oh, interesting. Because we weren't really competing at with each other at that point because they were just trying to find the top ten of each and then we'd start competing against each other. So it's kind of fun to feel the com- camaraderie of us, you know, like as we're going from one room to the next and you're passing all the street people like, come on, you can do it, you know. <laughs> so that was fun. Do you have any memories of like people that wound up in the top 20 with you from Vegas week where you're like, oh, I don't know who that girl is, but she's really good, or that guy, he's amazing. I mean, um, I know, like, I knew Haley Payne from growing up. She's from Utah, but we lived a couple hours apart, Mm -hmm. and so we just knew of each other at competitions, and so that was, like, where our bond started, you know, where that friendship really developed was because we saw each other in Vegas week, and, yeah, and then there were other people that you were so, so shocked and surprised that they didn't make it on the show that you're, like, they were phenomenal, and then you, you know, you look at yourself, and you're like, how did I make it, and they (laughs) didn't, you know, but that's how it goes. Yeah, and I remember, this is actually a funny story, I, um, I think I spoiled part of the uh, top 20 at some point, someone had given me a list, (laughs) I'll admit it now, it doesn't matter, (laughs) because the season's already over, and Derek, who was in uh, team... He blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> oh, of course he did. Because <laughs> uh, he was so paranoid that he was going to get kicked off the show. Right. And and I will tell you, from um, season 12, nobody from the cast gave me the list. So right. that is uh, season 11, someone indirectly from the cast gave me the list. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I'm, happy to, I'm always happy to say that. But it was really funny. And Derek slid into my DMs, I don't know, like earlier this year, and he was like, I was so nervous. I'm sorry I blocked you. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. It's like, don't worry. No one from the cast gave me the info. And yeah, we were all scared. We were like, we just want to make it to the show. <laughs> I know. And I think, you know, Jeff Thacker is like, you know, don't reveal the information. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if you were the year, if I caused, there was one speech, and I don't know if it was season 11 or 12, like, who gave the list? And they all got in trouble. Um, because <laughs> of me. But, um, but Jeff Thacker is great, yeah, so is. it's just it's just funny. When I, but I was like, I still have those days of like, I remember when Derek blocked me. <laughs> like I can't see his tweets anymore. Um, so you did you know that um, when you got on the show? Because obviously it's summer. You're on summer break from um, school. Did you know that you're probably gonna if you make it to top ten or you know mm-hmm. even top fourteen, you're not going back to college. Well. How the show went, um, while I was on the show, my first my semester of school was going on, so I already had to put a pause on school for my first semester. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Did you guys start in I'm just, sometimes? It was, it was the, April or May? Uh, it was our the beginning. It was like right towards the end of the show was the beginning of my semester. So in September. So, yes. That's right. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was there was constant communication between my school and I of just like, okay, I might be getting on the show, like might be doing the tour, I don't know. Um, and yeah, and then I, I, I really wanted to make the tour. Like that was, you know, I obviously everybody as a contestant on the show wants to win, but aside from that, I, I just wanted to make it to tour. I wanted to, I wanted to perform every night like they do on tour. And fortunately, I was able to and. Um, so yeah, there was communication with the school and I just said, you know, I, I made the tour and now I'm going to have to take another semester off. And so it was just constant communication with school. Yeah, and that's a hard decision too, because mm-hmm. you did not go back after you finished tour. I didn't, no. Did, do you regret that or are you okay with it? Where are you at with that? I, I feel good about it. You know, um, aside from majoring in commercial dance, I, 
have wanted to go into sports psychology and PACE doesn't offer that program that I'm specifically looking for. And so from educational-wise, um, I it wasn't where I wanted to end. Mm-hmm. And so I, and through all the connections I made with So You Think You Can Dance, I decided to move to Los Angeles and have since then done school online so I can start and hopefully finish that degree. Yeah, it'll happen. It's yeah. all good. That's yeah. great, though. Now, I heard, and actually, your interest in sports psychology came as a kid, didn't it? Yeah. Tell this story, because I think yeah. this is really interesting. I yeah, I love this. Um, so starting, I, like we talked about, I was a comp kid growing up, and I was a stressed-out comp kid. I would get <laughs> so nervous before I competed. We joke about it now, but I would cry before I performed. I would cry after I performed, no matter how well I did or didn't do. I would just cry, (laughs) and but I loved it, and it was just because I wanted and I expected so much out of myself. And um, you were a perfectionist because you're a little type A, (laughs) you're valedictorian. I know, I know you, Alexa. You get it. You get it. I do. And I think a lot of dancers are like that, you know, because that's part of what dance is: is constantly perfecting yourself. And um, so. My studio brought in a sports psychologist named Justin Sua. He now um, works like for the Boston Red Sox, and he, he's gone on to do some really awesome things. And he met with our team, and my studio was like, you know, we have a girl that maybe should meet with you individually. <laughs> and so I met with him um, several times before um, leading up to nationals. And that year I didn't win at nationals, but I kept in touch with him and kept working with him. And then the following year... Um, I was able to win at nationals, and I think part of it was my training improving, but I think also a big part of it was that time at nationals, I really had a better mindset going into it. The mental game is the really mental game. And big it, deal. It plays now here in the industry as like a working dancer. You know, I have to like remind myself those things that I've learned from him, and as I'm studying sports psychology and stuff, I that's what I want to like after I'm quote, done being like a performer on the stage. I, I want to teach dance both physically and mentally. I love that because I think a lot of people need it. A lot of people need it in this town. And I, it's interesting that I, and I've said this over and over on the show, but I get so many people that sit in this chair and they're like, when I was on So You Think You Can Dance, I wasn't myself. I was right. stressed out. I was get, tired. Yeah. Um, people, you know, people didn't know the type of dancer or what I was capable of because right. I just was trying to figure it all out. Yeah. And, it really is that mental aspect. What did you learn from your sports psychologist that, like, you've just taken away? Like, just throw out, like, a couple great tips that you got from him. Um, there's so much, but I guess part of it would, um, like, there's certain things he taught. Like, pre- pressure is a privilege. You know, you never, pressure is something that you, you should be grateful for. And, you know, those are opportunities for you to grow. We talk about um, not having any mental junk food. Um, oh, I like this. Mental no, junk no food. No mental junk food. And um, to avoid the mental junk food, you have individual power statements um, of positivity that you, you know, in a snap of a finger, you can rely on. Some mantras. You know, and yeah, like some that. mantras that as soon as those, and I, I do it now, you know, you go into an audition and as soon as you have to do it and you, like, you're in that group of three and you start getting stressed and you, you start blurring and you're like, what's the combo? How does it even start? You know, you, you, you rely on those mantras that, like, help you, like, get back in your zone. And then we, like, we practice, like, um, imagery of, like, I used to stress about my turns when I was growing up, a comp kid, and, like, if I would fall out of them or hop. And he would have me practice imagining myself doing them perfectly. 
And for a while, that was really hard. I would imagine myself messing up. And you're like, I can yeah, stop yeah, that. I'm yeah. sabotaging myself. Yeah. So just things like that that I've learned through him. And he has a podcast that now I like keep up with him. And he, yeah, he's awesome. Oh, that's great. I love to hear that because I, I've heard a lot of Olympians have used, obviously, uh, sports psychologists. And um, Nancy Kerrigan, I remember that. She was having meltdowns, meltdowns, meltdowns. And she, she had to utilize one. And she used to do that, like practicing mm-hmm. the perfect routine in my head mm-hmm. so that you go yeah. on the ice and yeah. way you go. So I think that's, fa- I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. I love that it worked for you, too. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to So You Think a little bit because it was an unusual season. We haven't gone back to this format. No, nope, <laughs> not. Uh, do you feel, I mean, obviously it is such a privilege to be on the show and I tell you, I mean, I love just being backstage at that show and covering it. It makes me happy. It feels, I feel like I'm at summer camp. Do you, I really do. <laughs> it is like my happy, I call it my happy bubble. And um, like that little girl emoji. <laughs> um, but it, it is one of those things that I'm like, do you guys in season 12 feel a little bit like, oh, I wish we had had the traditional format? Or are you just like, I don't care. I was on the show. Um, I think there's a both. A little. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I, I'm so grateful that I was even even able to have the chance to be on the show and work with all of those choreographers. But I do think at times that the the format wasn't in our favor, you know. Maybe the strongest dancers were all on street or maybe they were all on stage, but the way they eliminated them, it had to be one off of each side, you know. And so I don't think that was always fair. And um, You were in that dreaded, like, four people eliminated. You're like, yes, bye. Yes. I was like, oh. <laughs> I remember that. I just was like, no. And And yeah, it was hard. And for me, that came, I would say one of my strongest routines was my my hip hop with Neptune. Dave Scott. The Dave Scott routine. Dave Scott with the wall, you guys. If you have not seen this one, it is so good. And it was my favorite one. And the the week I was eliminated was the week right after that. So it's like, you know, you just, and and I think it was just because they had to narrow it up, you know, evenly. Yeah, and, and uh, if you guys haven't seen that Dave Scott routine, in fact, we had had Dave Scott in that season too to talk about it, and he was like, "Those two just killed it." You know, he's like, "Pow, bam, <laughs> boom," um, and that's totally Dave Scott. And um, in a nutshell, but you know, True. he was like, "You guys did not get the wall until the last minute," nope. and to be, able, I mean, again, you're tiny. And you have to grab yep. a, a wall that is way higher yeah. than you. I mean, there were a lot of challenges with that. Yeah, we we even added more choreo, like wall choreo and tricks, like the day before. So, like, the jump on the wall and the swinging on the wall wasn't in the choreo till the day the before, till we had the wall. And, yeah, there were times when we ran through the dance and those things didn't happen. And so it's a little like crossing your fingers when the camera's rolling and you have to do it for live television. But it was such a fun process to, like, have to explore those weird, quirky, like, crazy characters. I had never played a role like that. And it was fun to have Dave and Neptune really pull that out of me. It's And, yeah, Dave Scott is – he is such a creative genius. He The what goes on here is just always – I just recently saw – he choreographed – Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat up in Thousand Oaks, and I went and saw it. And oh, um, fun. let me tell you, like it, he did not do. Obviously, he did a hip hop version of it, and I was like, "That's Dave Scott. That's a Dave." Right. And it, there was a lot of humor um, in his movement that I was like, "God, that's why I love Dave." Yeah. There's always like an underlying sense of like stuff yeah. that's simmering underneath. And, that's and awesome. his rehearsals were just fun. 
You know, other ones, they ended up being great, but they were stressful. Mm-hmm. But these these rehearsals, like, we were working hard, but we were laughing, we were having fun, and, you know, that's, I think, partially why it turned out to be such a great piece was because the stress wasn't there as much. And you guys need that. Like, you guys need that atmosphere of that yeah. lightness because when you start going, like, we've got four routines this week. And yeah. Like, <laughs> figure this all out. <laughs> you have um, to find it. We, we do have to talk about this routine because, and I know we've talked about it before, but sexy fish will <laughs> never die. And no. we do have a sexy fish photo. <laughs> I, I labeled it as such. Oh, yes. And I went back and there watched it, it today because I couldn't, I hadn't seen it in a while. And if I recall, because this this was a burlesque piece, this is yes. the first time the choreographers, it was Tracy Phillips and Dominic Carbone, I think, mm-hmm. who did it. Um, first time that they were on the show, and of course, everyone wants to represent well. Yeah. Um, there were set pieces that, if you saw their original piece, that you guys did not get, is that correct? Yes, yeah, there was uh, additional <laughs> props and stuff that w- they were trying to get um, to pull together, but yeah, we didn't end up using them. And, you know, if I went back and looked at it, and I'm like, if there had just been like, some set pieces. It yeah, I, th- I think the concept was abstract, obviously, <laughs> being a sexy fish. You know, you, you don't really picture that. It's very that, abstract. You know, and I think, um, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, I know. We're still <laughs> the coffee in the Sorry. <laughs> but I think um, uh, it was such an ab- abstract um, idea that if it were presented um, with more props and um I don't. I don't know exactly like how I. Did. Yeah, I just think. Yeah, I think it was just a little out of context, and it wasn't read as well as it could have been. But I, I still think it was a great idea. It just needed to be louder. Louder's a good. Yeah, and you guys nailed it. I mean, like the performance was there. You guys were. I mean, the beginning. Like, there's a lot of great elements to it, and I was like, I feel like because they hadn't brought in a couple of like the mm-hmm. pieces just to create the the scene to it, um, it just it missed the mark, and. It's unfortunate because I feel like uh, it didn't serve the choreographers and then in turn it doesn't serve you guys. And I know that, you know, Nigel was kind of lukewarm on the whole thing and that's never what you want on the show. Yeah. Um, So it's like so frustrating. Well, and to be honest, I didn't know who the choreographers were before I had worked with them. Mm -hmm. But obviously after I found out that I was working with them and since then I've like looked them up and their stuff is is great you know so it has nothing to reflect on them or anything it just was a concept that just needed to be explored a little bit more on that stage yeah yeah and that's what I always feel bad because when it's your first time there you want to have that that good outing and when you don't right oftentimes you don't get the opportunity Mm -hmm. to return so and and Spencer Liff had been here and he said you know he talked about having he had his first outing was very very bad on the show and he like begged Jeff Thacker he's like please please just give me one more chance and he's like I will show it to you but a lot of people don't it's hard yeah it's so hard hard. the the choreographers are under the same amount of pressure that you guys are because they don't want to look bad they don't want you to look bad and the choreographers that keep coming back keep having experience of what works and what doesn't work, you know. Yep. So and they know. And, they and again, they get different levels of, yeah. you know, especially stage versus street, you know, you're throwing a few street people into a yeah. Broadway number. Spencer was like, oh. He's like, what do I do? <laughs> exactly. Um, so you did get to go on tour, which is the great yes. news. And um, I got to see you in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. We had some photos from there. I think oh. that's the group meet and greet oh, way back that. in the day. We just happened, Dance Network happened to be in um, – Columbus, Ohio, covering Ohio Star Ball, which is this week we were just saying that, but it was really fun seeing you guys and seeing the show, and what are your best memories of tour? Because everyone says, it's the best time ever. It is. It's so fun. Um, 
I mean, outside of the dancing, just exploring all of the different cities and going and being with your best friends at that point, you know, going and exploring. But honestly, being able to perform on a stage where it's just you and dancers. Like, performing for an artist is awesome, mm-hmm. but the show is built for the dancers, and it that is. is incredible. And um, just building those relationships with the dancers. I was close to them while on the show, but... I mean, you have to get close to them while on the tour. And, yeah, you know, just waking up in the morning and uh, Haley and I were buddies. We, I was going to say, who was your roommate yeah, on tour? It must have been Haley. We, we actually weren't roommates, like, in the, like, where we stayed at the hotel. But we, we practically were because we were hip to hip. We went everywhere together. And, it, yeah, so That's fun. so great. How was your home show? Because those are always the best when you get to go home and perform for everyone. The home show, I was so tired after because we... You, You're like, I'm going to dance. Yeah, you dance. have so much energy and, and especially because both Haley and I are from Utah and so we had doubled the support of, you know, so just awesome. family and friends all there. And yeah, it was, it was a blast. I remember like the whole... Um, all of us were like flashing Utah signs like throughout the show, just like represent, and it was so fun. And I know you did, um, uh, Whitney Carson and Lindsay Arnold did a Born and Raised yes. in Utah show yeah. that you performed in as well, did you not? Yes. Was Haley there? Also? Haley was there, and I we, we performed that. a duet together. We said it was our duet that we never got on the show. I know. I can't believe they didn't I automatically know. like plan that one. I know. We did the trio with the New Dorp, New York with Marissa, mm-hmm. but we, we we got our duet on with the Born and Raised. Oh, so I fun. love that. That's going to be, I mean, what, this is why I joke all the time. I'm like, dancers are only from Utah, Miami, (laughs) Colorado. But I do joke, but I mean, what a great representation for all of you guys coming off of So You Think. And of course, Whitney and Lindsay moving on to Mm -hmm. Dancing with the Stars. I mean, you guys, I don't know what's in the water, but it's a lot of There's something. There's There's something something good. (laughs) There's something good there. Um, So should I go next on this? Because I want to ask, because you are from Utah, you are Mormon, mm-hmm. you are married, congratulations. I am married. Are you still a newlywed? Or are you um, We're that? approaching a year, oh. so I don't know how long a newlywed is, but yeah, we're approaching a, a newlywed year. A newlywed is a year, so a year. yes, I'm, I got married, I must have been married about six months before you, so yeah, oh, you lose that, that like, you lose that like, oh, I'm not a newlywed anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to say you're a newlywed. Yeah, it is fun. I really want to ask this, because I think it's really important, um, and there's so many people out there where faith is so important to them. Yeah. You live in LA, we're going through a lot here in the entertainment industry, with just lots of news of you know, sexual harassment and, yeah. you know, sexual assault and things like that. And we're constantly surrounded by excess in Los Angeles. It yeah. is, it, how do you, um, how is it important to you? How do you stay true to who you are? Uh, because I think in this town, um, the more you live authentically, yeah. the more you'll stay out of trouble. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I really believe. But how is it working for you and your husband? Because I think it's so important. Yeah. it's It's honestly been a lifesaver, you know, because... There's so many opportunities and so many directions you can take this industry. And so if I can or we can find, like, where our roots are, that kind of establishes a path for us, you know. Um, it's Yeah, it's something that we've been, we've been taught and we've been raised with, and it's, it's become who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a part of me. So uh, it's, it's definitely been difficult in times of I feel like I don't get as many opportunities or I... I limit myself in jobs that I choose to take and I don't choose to take, but it's ultimately my decision, right. and I'm grateful for that. And I, I'm learning that 
I am taking a different path than other people, and that's okay, you know? And I'm, not, I'm really grateful for that. Well, you'll be happy in the long run, too. Yeah, because then you stay, true then you stay fulfilled you to who you are. Absolutely. And you end up doing things that you truly love. Are, is there any type of job that you think is just not for you, or is there any type of, like, tones or themes or anything like that that you just think is not right for you in the dance world? Um, I mean... Things that travel more require more travel. Now that I'm married, I, I want to stay closer to my husband if possible. But he's he's really supportive and allowing me yeah. to go and do things. So shorter tours, um, I'm doing one in a little bit. Are is totally worth it. Yep. Um, and then just like finding things that you know, I feel like I'm appropriate <clears throat> appropriately dressed, and mm-hmm. that I feel like what what the underlying um, feel of it all is just positive. You know. If it's if it's appropriate, if it's if it's wholesome, if it makes people happy, you know. No, and it's it's really good because especially young dancers, so many people move here at you know seventeen, eighteen. It is easy to get swayed and think like, if I don't get this job, yeah. you know, I have to do this, and, right. and I have to do this to get this, right? Or I have to dress this way, or this is the costume, and it, mm-hmm. and you know, learning to be fearless and saying no, which we know, especially as women, is is right. hard yeah. sometimes. Um, but sometimes making that difficult decision, especially since we're hearing situations that are that have been challenging the industry for for women and for men. But um, I think the more we stick to our what our gut and core yeah. instincts are, the better off yeah. we are. And I think it helps other people if they see you do that, then they're more willing themselves to do it. Absolutely. Because I'm sure there's situations where other people want to say the same thing you do, but they're too scared. But then if they see you, then they'll stand next to you and say it as well. Yeah. And I I think, yeah, safety in numbers, people. Think about that. And support each other, have each other's back. And I think the more we talk about all of these stories that are happening, because I get phone calls from everyone, they're like, oh my gosh, Hollywood is like a den of like sin. And I'm like, I get it, but it, these situations are going on in other industries yeah. too. So You just have to sort it out, you know? Sort it out, <laughs> have each other's back. Exactly. And that's what we're talking about. Exactly. But I, I'm, thank you for talking about that because I, I think that, um, you know, sometimes people um, don't like to talk about their faith, I think, that right. much. And I think that in this crazy world, it's really important. And I think people should feel free to be yeah. who they are. No, I I love it. You know, it's, it's who I am and... I wear it, and that's 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 what's made me me. That's you know? good, though. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks. Now, I caught you on the set of um, Kristen McQuaid's yes. Up on a Rooftop yes. <laughs> earlier this year. Yes. It was like a So You Think You Can Dance reunion. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we There's were There's the there. drone. This is one of my favorite shots, oh, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Haley is up so there. Fun. Valerie's in there. Will's in there. I think Moses was there. Yeah. It was a really good so day. Fun. And this was the first one with Grace Vanderwaal. There's you and Moses, right? Yep. <laughs> um, this was Light the Sky, and then you just recently did her Moonlight video as well. Yes. Yes, I did. So, so fun. fun. Mm-hmm. What's it like working with Kristen? We had her here in studio a few weeks ago. She's so fun. She's so fun. She's so quirky. I love her personality, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, being on set with her isn't, it's, it's not treacherous. It's, it's you're having a party as you're dancing, and but she's very efficient as well, which I find that sometimes that's hard to have a balance of fun and, like, getting the job done, and she does an excellent job of that. And it's fun for me because that those were the first couple times I've worked with her. Um, I knew her through Haley. And um, and, she, and Kristen, just to remind you guys, Kristen's done a lot of solos for Haley. Yeah. For she did for So You Think so you and think. things like that. Yeah. So so I, it's been fun to build that connection with her. I didn't know because I was like, did you know her through conventions? Because a few people like Kayla yeah. Radomski has known yeah. Kristen McQuaid for a long time. Yeah. And, and no, Haley, this is a new a new friendship. <laughs> I love this. 
Well, I know that you're doing choreography yourself, and mm-hmm. I've, I've got to imagine, like, when you're working with choreographers, you're probably taking mental notes a lot, mm-hmm. especially if you're a student. I know you're like, yes, you have the list going yes. right in the back of your head. Um, what do you like when you work with a choreographer? Do you, mm-hmm. do you like that efficiency? Do you like... Yes. Yeah, I've, um, I've recently started assisting a lot. Um, I assisted with Travis and Chris Scott on this last season of So You Think. and No big deal. It was fun. Travis Wall, like <laughs> no. two Emmys. No, but that's amazing. Yes, I mean, so you cool. have, must have learned so much from Yeah, it's, it's fun. And it's, it's, I love it because every choreographer does it differently. And everybody has a different process. So I, I've assisted Joey growing up. Um, I, I assisted Andrew Winghart with a project before. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see how they do things that work for them and as a choreographer myself I'm I learn what things work for me and what I like that they do and kind of implement it into my process how about demeanor because I always found like certain teachers you loved and you love the reinforcement you get and other teachers are like a little bit more strict and choreographers are like that mm-hmm. too everyone has a different way of communicating mm-hmm. do you have a way that you like to communicate as a <laughs> choreographer like have you gone this is what I want to do mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'm definitely, as a choreographer, I'm hard on the kids or the dancers that I'm working on, but I also, I teach kids a lot, too, in convention mm-hmm. world. I, you be their best friend first, but then, then you're hard on them. You're so like, that's straighten that leg. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and I, I think that gets the job done. You know, that's awesome. And what I love, and I was asking you, I'm like, are you going to the tour tomorrow night? Because it is here at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles yes, tomorrow. Yes, it is. But you are busy. Yes. And this is a good thing. And uh, if you guys want to learn more about Club Jeté, I did an article on Tiffany Bill, uh, Billings about a month ago. Um, and it is on the dancenetwork.tv site. So go and check that out. You can find it under our dance blogs tab. Mm-hmm. But you are participating tomorrow night. Yes, I am. Um, I'm performing a duet with uh, my friend from college, from Pace University. Her name is Madison Maniff. And we're doing a duet that we choreographed together. And so this is my first time performing at Jete, per- performing my own work. I, and I love this because I love it when I see dancers like branching out because... Mm-hmm. There are so many opportunities in the dance world, and I think especially now we're seeing such a massive explosion in growth, and I love seeing people sort of like, you know, really growing with their creativity and things like that. What made you decide to utilize Club Jeté? Because there's other things. There's Choreographer's Carnival mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. There's, there's different other venues, but what stood out to you about Club Jeté? I, I love that it's an intimate environment. Mm-hmm. Um And the energy, so because it's so intimate, the energy there is really um, supportive. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're both small, mighty dancers, and it's a small stage. <laughs> it's perfect. So it, it works, and we're excited to, like, test the limits on what we can do on such a small stage. And, yeah. And, and Club Jute has been kind of the launching pad for a lot of yeah, choreographers. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a, yeah, a great place to start of where, um, you know, you can go on to do other things. And I will tell you, when I was, I went to the, let's see, we're, we're in what, November? So I went to maybe their September one, I think, and it was packed. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> You're in this West Hollywood club, everyone's like surrounding the stage, and everyone's, everyone is there like holding up their phone, recording, it's amazing. And, and everyone's there because they love dance, you know? And yes. that, that's the best part, is everyone's there because they support dance and they want to be there. And so literally tomorrow night, everyone's either at Club Jeté or they're at the Dolby Theater. So if you're wondering where all the dancers are in Los Angeles... <laughs> that's where. That's where. <laughs> where do you see your choreography going? Do you have like a, an idea? Like, Would you do, want to do more concert dance, commercial dance? Like, do, Have you thought that far in advance? Um, 
I've I've thought about it. Uh, I'm kind of willing to take it any direction. I would say more commercially. And I also, like I said, I love working with kids. Mm-hmm. So I, I, and with sports psychology, I want to be in the beginning stages of um, choreography with kids and teaching them. And I think for kids, too, there's so much pressure, especially the ones that are, you know, they're nine years old and they have 100,000 Yes, Instagram followers. Yes, and I mean every day is Tilt Tuesday, and Mm -hmm. it's like. But I I worry, and maybe some thoughts. Since you're a budding sports psychologist, um, I worry about burnout for a lot of these kids very, very early because the pressure is already there. Because I I was obviously dancing young and professionally, but there wasn't this pressure of social media and followers, and you know, having people know you. Mm -hmm. I do you worry about that? Do you see it happening at all? Yeah, I, I I totally do, and I can feel it in myself sometimes, you know, of the pressure of social media, and you know, am I good enough, or am I presenting myself on this platform well enough, and all of that. And so sometimes you just have to close social media for a second, so you can evaluate yourself, and okay, am I still doing the things that I love, or am I just doing it so everybody knows that I love it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think some you you have to remind kids that, and you have to remind them. I think it's you have to be aware of how they're thinking when they're on social media and how they're um, presenting themselves of just like how they are mentally you know if they're if they're okay then go for it you know right as long as they're enjoying it and things like that I I guess I just you know I I sit there and I think did we create like by doing season 13 of you know next generation did we create and and dance moms as well obviously Mm -hmm. did we create this entire generation of like dancers that have to be famous by the time they're 15 14 and things like that um although I will say that the dance mom kids have all represented themselves very well yeah which is good news considering you know that was a tough environment even though some of it was character driven as a reality show at the same time it is. I, I can go, but I can go on and on about Abby <laughs> yeah. Lee Miller for days because I know the private side of her and I know the public side of her, mm-hmm. and they're two totally different things. Right. So yeah. I always have very mixed emotions about <laughs> it because <laughs> I, I had those tough dance teachers too growing up. That I'm like, was that healthy? I'm right. not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is a it's a, it's, t- it's a total balance. But mm-hmm. I, I do worry that some of these kids are going to be like, I'm 14 and I don't want to dance anymore because right. it's just been this it's all this been stress too much. Yeah. It's been too much too soon. Yeah. All right, well, I always like to ask this uh, one final question of people. Okay. Uh, yes. In five years, mm-hmm. Alexa will be? Ooh. Huh. I will still be dancing. I always want dancing to be a part of me. I think it will change mm-hmm. how and where and what. Um, I, I w- really want to go into sports psychology and, like I mentioned, teach kids mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Um, in their process of dance and um, yeah helping the next generation and all of that and my, myself still dancing all right well we will see five years yeah <laughs> we'll come back and visit come back come back and visit and see what happens <laughs> and I will have like an even bigger like montage of photos I will send you these so you have yes, them all I want because them. it literally is look like that oh my look, I know with comfort I didn't even remember comfort being in studio that day and I was like we had comfort and Alexa the same day <laughs> it's kind of random but it, obviously it was very fun and I know we're gonna send all of those to you fun, yes <laughs> so you can have all of them um, but thank you so much. Let us know where everyone can find you online, Instagram and all that good yes. stuff. Yes. Okay. So Instagram is Alexa Meyer, spelled Alexia Meyer. And Isaac Twitter is Alexa underscore Meyer. Fantastic.
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us and joining us last minute. Yes, of it course. It is so Thanks appreciated because you me. saved this show today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad we caught up since I am officially jealous about Clara. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, come and join us next week before Thanksgiving because we're going to have three members of the Emmy Award winning Quest crew. I'm so excited about this one. And of course, if you want to check out all of the latest dance news, be sure to check out dancenetwork.tv. I'm Kristen Burt for To The Point. We will see you all next week. Bye-bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 